Hello and welcome to Healing Space, a place where we're navigating through chronic illness, focusing on shifting from illness to wellness. I'm so passionate about sharing through this podcast because I know how lonely and isolating chronic illness can feel and I'm well into my journey of full recovery from chronic illness that I was told that I would have for life. So I'm just so excited and passionate just to share to help other people along their journey because so many people have done that for me and it's so important to not give up and to know that there are so many things that can help and the more this is talked about the more that we realize this and it installs hope and light in a dark time so that is my goal with this podcast and today's episode is on change in chronic illness I will explore the need for changing chronic illness and why we can't heal doing the same things that we did to become sick. I'll also look into some tools which can help us with change without becoming overwhelmed because it can be a really challenging time that if you're not feeling well already to make loads of changes it can be it can be a lot so how can we break this down how can we make this easier on ourselves? I'll also share some of my thoughts around a new approach to change and how our language and our self-talk around the topic of change can really impact our journeys. So hopefully there's something in here that could help you, whether that's just a shared experience which can make you feel less alone, whether that's a new way of looking at things which can open up a little bit of light and hope in your journey, or whether that's a tool which can help you feel less overwhelmed with the process. I hope there's something And yeah, so let's get started. So I begin with the need for change in chronic illness because one of the things that always stuck with me, it was one of the realizations that I had was that you can't heal doing the same things you you did to become sick. So this isn't about blaming yourself or feeling guilty or bad for the way that you lived. This is about taking responsibility for yourself and giving yourself the chance to get better because when I could acknowledge and accept that the way that I'd lived no matter what the reasons were for that whether they were because of something exterior or whatever that was the way that I'd lived the way that I was denying my needs or not looking after myself properly or living in such a high stress state all contributed to me over a long period of time to develop a chronic illness and with this acceptance you can have a lot of liberation because you can think okay you can understand this way isn't working for me and that can actually open up so many doors in thinking okay I've I've got this chance to change and if I choose to carry on living this way then yes, I'm probably still going to be chronically ill, which is a very hard thing to uh, accept. (laughs) And I definitely went through a process of that where I had a bit of resistance to change and I was just frustrated at it. But then over time, process that emotion and just realise that actually I have this chance to change now. And there are so many things out there that we can explore, that we can look into to help us get better and I think it's also part of the self-reflection and inquisition of what is the root cause of your illness so often our diagnoses are 
a cluster of symptoms, loads of different things, or they've happened over a long period of time, they often say chronic chronic illness didn't happen overnight. Things may have got very severe very quickly, or you may have got the diagnosis over a very quick period of time. But often the time that is taken for these things to have effect is over a long period of time. And it's come from loads of different angles. And this is not about blaming ourselves or feeling guilty or ashamed of the way that we were living. This is just about awareness and realizing that this way is what has contributed to making us unwell or chronically ill. And that didn't happen overnight. And often that can mean changing a lot about ourselves, but it can be liberating because we have so many different things that we can change and so many different things that we can try that we may have never understood or looked into before, which can actually open so many doors. And as I said, there was a lot of reasons for the way that I lived my life. There was a lot of significant traumas that had happened and lots of different things that contributed to me living in a state of chronic stress, a dysregulated nervous system, And then with that, self-blame, unhealed trauma, which affected my relationship with myself, which affected how I treated myself and cared for myself. And in that moment, I suppose I didn't have so much awareness that it was happening because I seemed to be surviving all right. I was, you know, burning the candle at both ends, doing so much, but I still seemed to be succeeding and doing well. And I don't know, it just felt normal to me. But I don't regret that. I don't feel angry at myself for this way of living because I developed those coping strategies for a reason. And this might not even be about coping strategies. This might be that we've never been educated about our nervous system or we've never been taught about the foods or chemicals which are in our environment which can affect us. Or this could be completely emotional and different. This could be our body's way of communicating with us that something's not right in our life, that perhaps the relationship that we're in is toxic and it's causing us so much unhealthy emotion and stress on our systems that it's evolved into illness. So often there is this root cause. And as I said, once we start exploring it, we realize all these different things. But with that, we have this chance to look into these things and to change these things. So it can actually be exciting if we allow it to be because we have this chance to completely shift and to completely change our life and evolve and create a a better more fulfilling more healthy way of living that feels better for us and more aligned with our true self as often in society and in life we can be disconnected from our our core values and our beliefs and our wants and our desires Or maybe we know them, we know they're deep down there, but we just override them because we feel like we need to keep going. So sometimes chronic illness forces us to stop and to just face face ourselves and face what what is in front of our eyes and makes us reconnect with ourselves and look inside and really dig deep to find what these root causes are. And sometimes the reason for a chronic illness could feel like it's something completely uh, out of your control, like nothing to do with emotion or the way you treat yourself. We could literally be exposed to mold toxins, 
but it's still a sign that something needs to change or it could still be a, a sign that other things are also not working you know because often these things go hand in hand so I, I use mold as an example because that also contributed to my chronic illness it was a toxin it was exposure but then also as I've delved deeper there are so many different things there's the more physical things that might be out of my control like parasites and mold but then there was the emotional root cause as to why my nervous system was dysregulated and why my immune system was so so down and why I was burning the candle at both ends and then on to unhealed trauma you can see what I mean it has a kind of ripple effect and often the thing that seems obvious to us you know we we roll with that for a little while addressing that and then we actually realize that there's more to this and it just begins the process of piecing this puzzle together but obviously I talk about this very positively today and I don't want to ignore the fact that throughout my journey there have been many dark and negative times also when I was still getting my head around this or still processing it because there's a lot of emotion that comes with needing and having to change especially if you don't feel ready for it or like you wanted to do that in the first place so I do like to be transparent that this isn't always the case that this hasn't always been my mindset because I feel like that's also so important for people to hear because you know we can beat ourselves up for feeling negative about it but actually allow yourself to feel that it's a lot going through chronic illness and it's a lot accepting and processing these changes and the more we can accept ourselves in these times as well the more we allow ourselves to shift through it and also I found the, the less I resist these times I just allow myself to feel it the quicker I move through them and this burst of positivity comes where I get that motivation maybe I listen to a podcast or I read a book I have some hope and inspiration and then I action it and it becomes a bit of a ripple effect of getting better, if that makes sense. And yes, there are ebbs and flows and there are cycles of times that you feel positive towards it and times that it's a lot and you feel upset and negative and, and that's okay too. That is part of the journey. No one expects this to be all happy and all positive. Like that's that's not reality. Like there are always ebbs and flows. And yeah, I suppose part of shifting through this and shifting from illness to wellness is allowing those times allowing yourself to go on the ride and accepting these moments and trusting that they will pass and knowing that over time going through these emotions making these small changes are all what will contribute to our shifting from illness to wellness or improving our quality of life but I do get that it can feel overwhelming and there may be times where you feel too ill to do anything or there may be times when you just shut down and that's part of the process and when you zoom out of this zoomed in and high focus vision you actually see that small movements in any direction are all contributing to you moving forward there's no right or wrong it's just part of the process I have developed some ways of approaching change which can make it feel less overwhelming and also can make it more achievable rather than setting loads of expectations for ourselves and almost setting ourselves up for failure because that's good for no one. It only makes us feel bad about ourselves and give up and less likely to 
make these changes consistent and sustainable in the long run. So the first one is setting such small achievable goals, setting yourself up for success. And also when a change is very small, we barely notice that we're doing it. So it doesn't come with loads of pressure or expectation on ourselves to make this big shift or big change, which doesn't feel sustainable. And on top of this, if you're in a lot of pain, you're exhausted, you're chronically ill in general, or you're really struggling, then making big changes can feel like such a big ask because you're already struggling. And then to change, it just it just feels like a lot. So having these small things that we know that we can do is a great starting point. So even if that's something as small as getting a water filter or having a larger glass of water in your day or playing a meditation, for example, it could be very short, but that just uplifts your mood or that helps you view chronic illness in another light. All very small things that you can just slide into your day. And then when you begin to repeat this, this change becomes a habit and then it, it's just part of your day, right? So it doesn't feel like you've made a big change. And then when that begins to feel normal, we choose to implement another change. So that might be making a small change in your, your approach to your diet. Nothing too drastic. There doesn't need to be all or nothing. This doesn't have to happen in an instance overnight. This could be one small change. And I think diet's a great example because often to improve our health and to address chronic illness, there are some quite big shifts in our diet that might have to happen. And this is an example that I use for myself because in the past I have tried to do that all or nothing approach where I just took on every single recommendation made to me, but it was so shocking to me and it was so shocking to my system. And it felt like such a big change that it just set me up for failure because I wasn't enjoying it it came out of nowhere and it just felt like I turned myself upside down and it felt really hard to maintain. So that made me rebound a little bit and just go against the shifts that I wanted to make. But then when I actually had a different approach to this and I just chose one tiny thing to change and then, okay, made that a habit. Okay, that's really easy now. Like what else can I change? And then that thing becomes a habit. And then before you know it, over a long period of time, I'm now at that place that I wanted to be at with all the changes that I wanted to initially make. And it doesn't feel like a, a big change to me. It's just happened over time. It's been very easy. I didn't set myself up for failure and I took the pressure off of myself. I just said, oh, I'm going to try and make this tiny change. And it really helps me make change. And we can do this with anything, whether, you know, that could be with all of our habits. We might know that we need to reduce our toxic exposure, for example, but changing every single thing about the way you live your life, whether that's your candles, your cleaning products, your food, your alcohol consumption, you know, the way that you're around pollution. Again, it's a lot. It, it's too much to change at once. So again, just slowly doing this as feels natural. So a way that I did this was just, for example, things like deodorant okay my deodorant's you know finished I've used that how can I make a more supportive choice for myself and then when I did this in different areas these things just start to ripple and 
over time you just notice, oh, okay, I've made all these changes, but it hasn't felt like this big shocking thing. And I do think this is the way to go because also if we set ourselves all these unachievable goals and then we feel like we've failed them because we haven't we haven't completed them all, then it really knocks our confidence and our self-efficacy and our self-belief. And then that leads to a sort of spiral of negative self-talk and judgment, which isn't a healing environment for ourselves. It's quite a harming environment. Our mental diet is so vital. And if we're judging ourselves and criticizing ourselves and living in that chronic stress state, our body can't heal either. So break it down, be kind to yourself, just choose something so small that you know you can do, that maybe you won't even notice. And then when it becomes a habit, choose something else. This isn't a rush to get better. And I think all the time we see it as this rush, we're actually not honoring honoring our bodies and honoring our bodies needs and often chronic illness is because our bodies need a bit of time they need a bit of space they need a supporting environment to work their magic our bodies are literally incredible creations and I've learned that more and more through the journey is that my body although at one time it felt like it was fighting against me it was actually fighting for me it was trying to get me to stop it was trying to get me to wake up to what it was trying to communicate with me and they just need a little bit of help and a little bit of support and a little bit of time just to do their thing and we can create this space for them and we can make these changes for ourselves but when there are so many things that you feel like you need or want to change I get that also it can feel like a lot you don't know where to start so a way that I navigated through this was making a list May I had this notebook which just had all of my things in and this list was just everything that eventually I wanted to change or all the things that I knew that I needed to implement or the way that I wanted my life to look eventually and also another visualization that I did is what what does my healthiest self look like? What what do they do? How do they live? How do they feel? And when I got really clear on this person and how they were living and what they were doing to support themselves and to heal, then actually it helped me break down how can I get to that point? Because then I also asked myself, okay, what's one small thing that I can do today which will contribute to me moving towards this goal? And accepting this goal doesn't have to happen overnight. It's a journey. But just what's one small thing that I can do that will get me here? Because if we do one small thing a day or one small thing every few days, then it's a lot in a year, right? If that's one tiny thing each day, that's 365 things in a year. And through that year, that's a lot of small changes which can really contribute to our health improving. But by making this list, you don't feel like you're going to forget everything. You almost brain dump everything out of your head onto this page so you know it's stored you know it's there for a later date you know when you are ready to make another change you can come back to it and remind yourself but it can just take that burden off of your shoulders free some space up in your head and just allow you to come back to the moment focus on making that small change that you're making but knowing that you have you have goals are there for when you're ready to access them you're not doing them all at once you're not setting yourself up you're not overwhelming yourself you're just saying look I'm going to go at the pace I'm going I'm doing this today but I've got this to come back to when I'm ready 
And that also comes kind of back to the idea of habit stacking, which is quite a a well-known tool or way to approach change and changing our habits. And that's by linking different habits that we want to have onto each other. So almost like piggybacking them. So if you've made one small change, for example, that you always have your glass of water in the morning, it makes it easier to make a change if we have a if we have a glass of water and then straight after that glass of water we know we take our supplement or when we go and brush our teeth we know when we brush our teeth that we do a quick bit of dry brushing to help our body with eliminating toxins and things like that and then when we have already a habit that we've formed and we stack another one on top of it it creates these loops in our minds and makes it almost natural and instinctive to complete these tasks in that order which is another great way of approaching it because it almost becomes instinctive because you've already got this habit you do that thing every day and then stacking one more thing onto that actually makes it feel a little bit easier and it becomes a habit sooner if that makes sense because it's just like oh I do this now so anyway they are really useful useful tools I've used just to reduce that overwhelm, break it down and make it easier on us because it is about making this journey easier for ourselves and being kinder to ourselves and it's not to say that we won't we won't have those harder times and those dark times but however we can make this a nicer experience for ourselves if nice is a word to attach to chronic illness you know but you know what I mean if if we can make this more gentle on ourselves and more of a process rather than you know more of an expectation I suppose then I feel like that can be really useful and I do want to share a little bit just because there was a massive cycle linked to my change and I feel like it's quite normal to have a cycle with the process of change and I knew all these changes that I should make and often we do but I reverted back to old ways a lot and I never beat myself up in those times anymore. I used to, but now I don't because I kind of have this acceptance that sometimes I have to re-experience an old way of living or an old habit to realize that it's no longer benefiting me or serving me anymore. And sometimes I need to go back to these things more times than you know I would like but just to really know that. And sometimes when you go back to these old coping mechanisms or these old ways of living, or you go back to the old things that you used to enjoy, you actually start to realize, okay, maybe this this doesn't work for me anymore. Or maybe I'm not finding as much enjoyment out of this anymore. Or maybe you get more symptoms and you think, okay, like I really realize this isn't working for me anymore. But that is also part of the process of change so many people could tell me this at the start of my journey like you need to do this this and this you need to regulate your nervous system you need to heal this trauma you need to change your diet in this way you need to do this I knew these things I needed to change and often I'd made a lot of changes but sometimes I did need to revert back to old ways to realize to have my own experience and my own realizations and I don't think there's anything more powerful than your own experience of reality and your own realizations because each time you have these they get stronger 
And then once I'd gone around in this cycle a little little bit, a few times, it got easier to change. It, it was just part of changing. And the sooner that I stopped being myself up about that, the more accepting I was to myself, the easier it actually was just to change. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to share that really, because it's so easy to compare ourselves to these people that have got better already or they're further along their journey and just think beat yourself up and think oh I should be making all these changes but actually everyone's gone through their own process to change and often that can be a lot more in depth than we realize like it doesn't just happen overnight and often when people are at the point that they're ready to share and they're ready to help others they've done a big amount of work before that point or they've been on a massive roller coaster. And I definitely wouldn't have been able personally to share when I was in these more extreme experiences that were fluctuating where high emotions were there, there was highs, there was lows, lows, there was lots of different experiences. And I wouldn't have been able to share then because I personally, I'm not very good at sharing or opening up in those darker times. Uh, but I can talk about it afterwards. So that's just a classic example that, you know, we can start to compare to these things we see online or these stories that we read. And comparison can also be quite detrimental if we're comparing our own journey, but we don't fully know someone else's journey behind that podcast or behind that book or that inspiring story. So it's just always good to have a reminder because I know that I had reminders like that along the way and it did help me learn to be kinder to myself in this process and in this journey. And the final thing was just our language that we use around change. So at the beginning, I used lots of language like, oh, I have to change, I have to get better, this this, this is really hard. And I just kept reinforcing this half to myself you know this have to do this which created quite a lot of resistance because the words we speak and the words we say to ourselves are actually so powerful we're almost telling our brains the story you know so if we approach it with different language I get to change I have this chance to change I can change our whole energy and our whole attitude towards changing shifts. So rather than it being this thing that we associate with being forced to do and feeling negative towards, we're actually uplifting ourselves and opening these doors and thinking, okay, I have the chance, I get to do this. And that language that we use for ourselves can change our whole motivation and our whole approach to change. And again, it may not always be this way, you know, sometimes you do just need to sit in those emotions and be upset and angry and think, oh, I have to change, I don't want to do this. But when we allow that to pass, and when we can invite some new language in, and talk to ourselves in this way, we also, we give ourselves so much chance. (laughs) And I actually find it quite exciting now. And yes, I'm really far into my journey. And I have made a lot of change and I've come a long way but also it is very much still a journey there are still highs and lows there are still days with lots of symptoms and there are still lots of things that I don't do and yeah there's still a process to go but 
when I'm in this motion, when I can use this language that does feel quite exciting and does feel quite liberating, it just helps me to maintain hope really, which is so important during our chronic illness journey as, you know, healing is always possible. There are so many stories out there, which, you know, they're just incredible and they they fill you with so much hope because it's almost like the impossible has happened for people, which really fills you with hope and shows that anything is possible. We're so much more powerful than we think. So I'll leave you with that thought and maybe the next time you feel this way, you can acknowledge your feelings and your emotions. Yes, this is hard. Yes, this is a lot. I understand that, but can I change my language? can I choose to change? Can I see this as a chance to improve myself and a chance to change my whole experience of life? Can I change this language around illness and see it in a new light to help inspire myself and motivate myself on this path to getting better? Because it is so possible and I just want everyone to know that because when we lose hope, illness, we get zoomed into it and it, it feels it feels like our whole life is illness. But when we can zoom out a little bit and see the bigger picture and hear these different stories of inspiration and hope, it can really fill us with something, fill us with that strength and that knowing that we're on this path, the same path that loads of different people travel as well and that things will and can get better. So I hope something in this podcast has been of use to you, maybe you've been able to relate or hopefully you feel slightly uplifted or just more accepting of yourself on this journey and if you liked it, it'd be great if you could give it a review, it really means the world and it just helps me get this podcast up and running. I'm on socials as That Yogi Nurse and so that's TikTok I love suggestions or feedback, anything that you think that I could discuss on here or could improve or any comments are just greatly received really. I love to connect with people as connection is such an important part of getting better in chronic illness. So thank you for listening and I hope you tune in again soon.